Like how Black Sabbath sucked in the 90s. Yeah. And uh, so you're saying that... So we're back, uh, episode 94. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hot take over there. Um, I should... I Not should all the... Okay. Sorry. I love Black Sabbath. Yeah. But they did suck in the 90s. And I think that was their dark period. And I yeah. think the Beatles would have stayed together... The 80s would have been their dark period. Really? And given the personalities that they had, mm-hmm. and I don't think, I think they were willing to experiment but not progress the genre yeah. any more than they, they had by like the White Album. I think the 80s would have been the Beatles' like dark period I don't and they would know. have broken up by that. I think that if they were able, if they, there wasn't like infighting issues with their manager. That's and, the problem. There and, was and, always going to be that. And, there was always going to be that. And Waddy and like letting everyone freely do their solo stuff. I'm talking to you, Paul McCartney. Uh, I mean, talking to you, Ringo. Who and did uh, John? <laughs> the James Bond movie. Live or let die. Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah okay. Because that's a, a whole other side story of Paul McCartney making a solo album and then Ringo coming to his house with like cease and desist papers. Really? Yeah, that you you cannot do not release a solo album until the this out this Beatles album comes out and then Paul kicks him out of the house. That's rough. Yeah, and but then they still made music together. What I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is that all this stuff, the infighting, the drama, the problem with the managers, the problem with the mm-hmm. the media, why they stopped touring, all of this stuff, I think it was bound to happen. Yeah, well, eventually, either way. Well, second law of thermodynamics, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and and dude, here's the thing. I like the I, okay. I shouldn't say because for a while I was really into them. And then I was, like, kind of a, a hipster about it, or, like, I didn't like the Beatles because it was, like, the hipster thing. But now, like, genuinely, I really like the Beatles. But There we go, my man. See? I, I, whatever. They're, like, one of the greatest bands in history. Now what? we got to get You're not allowed to like them because they're popular? What? You can't like... Like, you can still like all your underground indie stuff, but you can still like the Beatles because they're the best band ever. Well, mm-hmm. I don't think so, but you know they are. Um, I just think that eventually... What happened with with bands like the the bands that stick around too long, they lose what they have to say eventually, mm-hmm. and that immediately reflects in their music. Well, the bands that stick around too long is normally because they play musical chairs with who's in the band. I would say, like Black Sabbath. Okay, but also that you could look at a David Bowie. Well, David Bowie's just David Bowie. I know, but you don't think he stuck around too long? You don't think eventually he lost touch with like. The just the craziness of the seventies, like. Well, I'm not that big of a fan of David Bowie, right? But I would say that he he kind of he he did what he did, like he stayed doing his thing. I guess that's true. He stayed David Bowie. Yeah. Probably. Okay, but then also look at a band like like Metallica, right? Yeah. If you ask most like diehard Metallica fans, well, I, I shouldn't say yeah, that. Saint Anger is their worst. <laughs> yeah, you'll get Saint Anger is the worst album, but you also get the the notion that by the Black album is when their quality started to go down, right. and it's because the three albums before that they became the biggest band in the world, in three albums. You don't think so, dude? By they like nineteen ninety, by like nineteen ninety, by nineteen ninety, they were like one of the. They were definitely the biggest metal band in the world. They were bigger than Maiden. They were bigger than Sabbath. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Right. You know more about metal than I do. Okay. Yeah, but I do think that by then there was a decline in metal mu- 
There was. Yeah. Uh, because that's around the time that grunge started coming in. Yeah. But Metallica changed their sound. And this is why people do make the sellout accusation. Yeah. Because they're changing their sound. But I don't know. Like, I think personally bands have to change their sound eventually. Or yeah. else they just suck. But they're almost changing their sound to sound more appealing. Because uh, uh, some of the songs off the Black Album were starting to get played on the radio, like mainstream radio, yeah. as opposed to like the your college um, radio station, like where like the metalhead of the campus is the disc jockey. You know, all of a sudden Metallica is being played everywhere. But with that, I think you start losing what you have to say initially. You know what I mean? So with like um, taking like a young music perspective of. Uh, there will be a, like a hot out uh, track that comes out. I'm using hot track. Hot track. Yeah, and then uh, we're very up to date. <laughs> and uh, and they'll like get the backing track to that, and then they'll release their own like uh, remix of it. So in a sense of, of oh, being okay. inspired by that type of music, and then making their own song. Now fast rewind back then. Could it would it be possible that Metallica was like listening to what was going around them and then got inspired by that? I could see that. Yeah, because the, I'm just talking for like a, from musicians' my perspective. I'm heavily influenced by the music that I listen to. I would agree with that. Yeah. The problem is that as much as I think bands should experiment and step outside of the comfort zone. Yeah. If there's a decline in quality yeah. as a result of hopping on a trend, I think you're sacrificing to a degree yeah. some sort of artistic integrity. Well, I would say being inspired and hopping on a trend are two is different the same things. exact thing. It, two different I'm things. glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> They're two different things, and it's the intent that changes. Okay. And it's the intent that makes them two different things. Okay. Well, then I guess we'll see each other sometime. <laughs> you go to your own pie. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm walking out my own pie. Is this your Donald Glover? <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. No. Say, okay. I'm, get, say I'm getting too old to, for this. Well, okay. If you, I mean, dude, if you want to look at it too, <laughs> we could talk about Eminem. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue what's going on with Eminem right now. Okay, so basically, about like 20 years ago, Eminem was putting out really good albums. Yeah. And then about like 10 years ago, Eminem started putting out not so good albums. And a lot of people think that it's because Eminem like lost an intensity mm-hmm. and because he lost touch of what made those first albums so good. And like his album that came out last year, Revival, seemed like the most like middle-aged man out of touch trying to relate to the youth album that had come out and he stopped doing what made eminem popular and famous which track did rap god that was on the uh marshall mathers lp2 okay so that came out in like 2013 i think okay um that's still in his era of good that's kind of like more where he where like that track is good. Yeah, I think most people like that track, yes. but that the rest of that album I think yes. is where people think that Eminem's kind of losing that integrity. Yeah, just to just to splice in here that young people, I would say the majority of young people don't really think about albums anymore. Right. No, I think so, they really don't. It's all about so singles when, now. Yeah. Dude. So when people are reviewing albums and talk about like he's lost touch with reality. 
I find it very skeptical because <laughs> I'm very skeptical because the reality is that the audience the like a huge chunk of the audience that listens to Eminem do not listen to entire album. They just listen to singles. I don't know. But yeah, I'm a little out of touch. But anyway, yeah, and it's okay to be out of touch. You can definitely. I know the way I listen to music is albums. Right. I know if just like a single comes out, like I'll listen to that single. But if if there's an album that Mm -hmm. the single's on as well, I I try to listen to the whole album. Right. But I'm just saying that, like, and there's still a room for that. And I think there are still young people such as yourself listening to albums. But I'm saying that what is the majority? Um, is uh, they listen to single? They go on what's trending on YouTube. What's right. and it's Childish Gambino. Yeah. Uh, this is America. Childish Gambino. Whatever track he just released. Yeah. Um. Oh or, man, that guy's talented. Yeah. You don't like him? I, I. Oh, you don't listen to rap. I keep forgetting you don't uh, listen to rap. <laughs> I like. I like Childish Gambino. Okay. I I I can't name a lot of his songs, but I I respect him. You dig Kendrick? Uh, I think so. Okay, whatever. Um, anyway, so like back to this thing about like <laughs> like losing your or, artistic or like just kind of losing touch. So for Eminem's uh, last album last year, he the, like the big criticism was that he was really out of touch and that intensity and what made him cool like in the early two thousands was kind of gone. Mm-hmm. So with the album that he put out this year, Kamikaze, which was like a surprise album, he kind of like goes back to to like his Slim Shady days, which is when he was like a lot more intense, brought a lot more of like the crass humor and stuff into it. Um, so I just think like over a period of time is when that art- original artistic vision uh gets compromised and that's why like if you look at a band like granted the album's not that good but like the sex pistols they come in do one album break up sid dies and then <laughs> like <laughs> like that one album has become like almost a historic piece of like punk rock history mm-hmm. but that's all they ever did so it's like they came in when they were like very intense, very aggressive. They said what they had to, and then they broke up before they put out anything else. And I think that's just something more in line with like the punk rock attitude too. Right. A lot of like bands don't put out more than like three or four albums just because they come in, say their say their stuff, and then they leave. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say bands that have a message, a message yeah. that they're trying to conceive, normally do not last that long. You know what happens too. Uh, well there's that but like comedians it happens to all the time and dave Chappelle is one of the only comedians that's like that i would say is is immune to the uh to that happening Mm -hmm. where a lot of comedians start off and get famous by trying to relate to the everyman trying to have something in common with them yeah like tim allen yeah like it's like oh this happened to me it probably happened to you here's the joke and the punchline and everybody laughs and people are like oh that's happened to me and i know why it's funny so you laugh like bill burr does it he 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 talks a lot about like stuff that pisses him off and people relate to it so that's why it's funny but with someone like dave Chappelle, who's super popular he's not like his celebrity status 
like he's he can't relate <laughs> to like normal people, but he gets away with that by making it the joke. Right. You know what I mean? And he dodges criticism by making yeah. it the joke. Now compared to Aziz Ansari, right? Which I I don't think he does it, but he does kind of the same thing. We're talking about like I just hung out with. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, it's blah. like no, you didn't, dude. You live in like a mansion. You yeah. you have <laughs> like yeah. So um, that was fun. Yeah, you know, it also was fun. Checking out wisecast.com <laughs> for all your wisecast needs. W i s e cast dot com, and we are on Facebook, Instagram. And on the iTunes podcast page, leave a five-star rating and review. Leave a comment. Talk about how much you dislike our, our what we talk about or how much you do like about it. And also remember that all the views <laughs> on this show do not uh, necessarily um, are not necessarily held by Ethos Mariposa, PasoScreenPretty.com, KRYZ. The Alliance oh, for the Community Transformation. Yes. It only reflects the views of myself. Winter at Trash Monk III and Angel at the Satanic Hispanic. Don't follow me. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Follow him. <laughs> Sorry, don't follow him. I mean, follow me if you want to, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we were. So tell me, tell me what's going on with Nike. Yeah, Nike's up to something, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. So Nike. <laughs> Is celebrating the 30th anniversary of their, their shoe company, Nike, the shoe company. Okay. Well, now they do like apparel and all types of other stuff. They're not just shoes anymore. Okay. I think they do like sportswear and stuff like that. Okay. I would actually say that they started off as a sports brand before they just did more shoes. I have a pair on right now. So do I. Um, and you know why? So this is gonna make it very interesting. Cause it's the best shoe on the market. Fine. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? You know why I'm wearing Nike, dude? This what? isn't a political move, but it's because it's the best shoe. Straight up. Best shoe. The best shoe. Aren't sneakers actually bad for your feet? You're at, why are you... I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I remember hearing something about... Okay. Whatever. Tell me again why this is the best shoe. Um, One... They're a little pricier than, like, other shoes, but they're super comfortable, they're super durable, they last, and they look good. And I'm not, I don't really care about, like, how my shoes look, but they look good, they look nice, um, they're pretty simple, and, and I just put them through a lot, and they, and, and, and they hold up, and I don't know about, like, every Nike shoe, but personally, the ones that I've owned, just the most comfortable shoe you could wear, for skating, for running, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. It really completes the dad look that you that I go for. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, so Nike is celebrating. Hold on. Would you agree that. Uh, you're going for a dad look? Yeah. I'd say you look like a dad. Yeah. You I'm look sure. like a dad, but without children. It's weird. That's called. Uh, you look like you'd go to a parent-teacher meeting, but like it's <laughs> just the parent. <laughs> I'm like. Who's teaching our kids these things? Like, you have no children, sir. Why <laughs> you look you like you'd go to career day for a class and be like, whose dad are you? He's like, no, I just, this is what I do. <laughs> That's funny stuff right there. All right. <laughs> um, so, Nike 
is celebrating the 30th anniversary of their Just Do It line campaign. Yeah. Basically, it's for all their athletic um, um, apparel. Uh, and as a... Basically, what they're getting the controversy for is for one of their commercials, they used uh, Colin Kaepernick uh-huh. as a uh, like a, a figurehead for their Just Do It line. Um, and in the commercial, uh, there was a tagline. I'm not sure if it said it or if it just showed it on screen, but it said, uh, uh, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, implying like the controversy that happened with Colin Kaepernick last year and the year before that, um, where he's no longer working for any team on the NFL um, and some say that it's because of his kneeling for the national anthem protest. Um, but I feel like more the the more the widely accept and the one that I choose to accept more is that teams just don't want to deal with it. Exactly. It's not so much that like they're like, oh, we don't want Colin Kaepernick because he kneeled for the flag. I think teams are just like, dude, we don't want the drama. Yeah, I don't want to touch that issue with a ten foot pole. Yeah, it's like if he was like. The thing is, uh, people were saying that he got fired, too, just because he's not that good of a quarterback. But there's some quarterbacks in the NFL right now that aren't that great (laughs) either. So I think more than anything, it's just like, dude, it's not that we're we're for it or against it or whatever. We just don't need your name and that headline with our team because we're trying to play football. That's what the sport is. We're trying to play football. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty Can you guys just imagine being exhausted and being like, dude, we're trying to play football? Yeah. <laughs> like, so did he get a sponsorship from Nike? or did Yes, he? yes, okay. he got a sponsorship from Nike, and they're releasing his own like line later this year or next year. Mm-hmm. I forget. Um, but basically, there was a lot of controversy around Nike. Yeah. Um, many, people that came, the, many of the same people that came out last year uh, against kneeling on the flag are coming out again uh, against Nike. So there's Nike boycotts right now. The funniest one that I've seen is people um, destroying their own Nike gear that they've already bought and purchased. So they're, like, cutting their socks up or, like, burning their shoes. Which, by the way, $75 pair of shoes, Doc. 12 bucks. Ross? eBay. eBay. Dang, you're ahead of it. So basically it's like, don't... Don't don't ruin your own stuff. You already paid for it. Nike already has your money. They're already laughing at you. With pockets full of cash, right? So uh, there's a lot of controversy around that. And even our... <laughs> there's no way not to talk about them right now. But our president jumped on board of criticizing Nike. Um, and... A lot of people are actually coming out in support of Nike, saying that this is like a, a really good move. This is a, a good move for Kaepernick. This is, um, like, uh, this was kind of something that Nike needed to to show like support for like a social issue. Um, and I think initially there was a slight decline in Nike stock, but I think since then it's actually gone up more than what it originally was before the controversy. Oh. So I think they're uh, short-term, they're profiting off of it, but it's like still got to take some time. to. I think six months out is the best gauge of like whether this was a positive or a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, it looks really positive because not only did their stock go up, but guess who everyone was talking about last week? Colin Kaepernick. 
Yeah. And they were talking about Nike, and they were posting. Yeah. And you, dude, the thing is, if you're burning Nike because you're against the Colin Kaepernick protest, if you're burning this your sneakers or whatever, mm-hmm. but then someone that is in favor of the Colin Kaepernick protest seeing you doing that on social media, then they just go to the mall and buy seventy five dollars worth of Nike shoes <laughs> because yes. now they so. Yes. So I think destroying your own property is bad. And it's a bad call because you already bought it. What you could do is if you're against Nike in this move, sell your property, sell the shoes, maybe make 75 bucks, and then donate that money to like an organization that supports your cause. Or just donate your old Nike gear to homeless people, to people in, in developing countries. Right. You, know? you could do that. Don't, don't destroy your own things. That just seems silly. Um, Right. Um, just uh, bringing the like um, high schooler, 7th to 8th grade perspective on this, it's been very interesting talking about this with other youth. And particularly, there was one that I did talk to, and we did talk about how how is it that this is an issue that you would like boycott Nike over, but issues in regards to child labor not to say that dude okay i'm glad you mentioned yeah, this the child labor would be something that you'd be okay with over these years but now that this is sensationalized yeah and also by the way i seem to can't get away from collie k <laughs> no <laughs> i know he's gonna it. dude this is what sucks because all right so just kind of to backtrack a little yeah. bit this whole controversy of people destroying their own property and boycotting Nike yeah. it comes back to Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem yeah. as a protest to police brutality. Which we, we've we've talked for. about this a lot, yeah. dude. We've been interviewed it, we, about it. We've talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, I've talked so about it on another podcast. <laughs> to the point where it's like, I've said everything I need to say, but what is frustrating well i mean i could but it's it's just rhetoric at this point it's like okay who's like who am i gonna convince now yeah like a year and a half removed from the controversy who's like gonna hear my hot take and be like oh you know what i think he's right it's not about convincing it's just making them like think about it right okay but here's (laughs) here's where i stand with this you know when people are talking what people aren't talking about when they're talking about boycotting nike and donald trump and they're talking about burning their own shoes they're not talking about police brutality which was the initial initial issue and you know what they're not talking about they're not talking about the military, which is what a lot of people had a problem with this protest. Mm-hmm. They're talking about destroying Nike, but they're not talking about supporting the the military that they're supposedly destroying their own stuff for. Mm-hmm. And you know what else they're not talking about? How Nike has yet to disclose the locations of all their manufacturing factories where presumably a lot of people are being exploited uh, for labor Oh, with very exploited. little compensation. Exploited is a harsh term, but you could use it. You know what? Whatever. I'll I'll get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I would. I wouldn't say get sued. Just we have differing opinions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but where like child labor and these uh, yeah. uh, work like labor law violations are taking place, all of a sudden no one's talking about that. And no one's talking about police brutality. No one's talking about ways to support the military because you're not actually talking about the problems 
or the issues that you believe in. You're talking about the controversy around them. Right. And now you're losing focus of the things that actually should matter to you. Instead of ruining your own Nike gear, why don't you donate money to a veterans organization? Mm -hmm. Or why don't you try to find out more about the war effort? Or instead of, like, cheering on this huge corporate conglomerate for supporting Colin Kaepernick, why don't you try to, like, find out what you could do in your own community to stop things like police brutality? Mm -hmm. Do that! Because that actually makes a difference. Whether you buy Nike or not, Nike is making money regardless their stock has gone up everybody's talking about them and all of a sudden we've lost touch with the actual conversations the real difficult hard ones that need to take place for us to build a better community and a better country and that's the thing we got to remember is like we're all in this right now together but we can't recognize that when we're talking about these like such insignificant like arbitrary like little issues that are just being used to mask the greater harsher like really hard pill to swallow issues so right on my rant's over dude but yeah please just dude if anything else midterms are this year right yeah please be informed like if you're 18 like get registered man please be informed please vote like, I don't care how you vote, but make your voice heard. It's yeah. so important, man. Please vote and remember, not voting is also a vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, well, the system's rigged. Dude, don't, like, there. there's things that you can vote on that will impact your community. Mm-hmm. And that's what these midterms are about, for the most part. It's like, I don't care if you don't believe in, like, putting a Democrat in office next next. um election or whatever we gotta we gotta get that senate blue like i don't care about that dude just make sure that you're voting to benefit your community yeah that's all even if you disagree with what i think or whatever just make your voice heard because that's that's really how you get results man not not destroying your own sneakers and actually if you do want to destroy your own sneakers just give them to me please because because i'm Yeah, uh, you pretty much covered everything there. You know, I had a, a good little quip that I was going to say. I'll say it now. That uh, it's like we live in a in a society that takes, like, BuzzFeed polls seriously. Yeah. Like, are you, who's winning this Colin Kaepernick fight? Team Red, Team Blue. Yeah. And we don't even, and that's a false dichotomy. Yeah. That's a false, like, either or. Because there's a third option, and it's the one that's right. Nike's winning. Yeah. Nike's winning this entire time. Nike is Nike laughing and BuzzFeed. at BuzzFeed's us. BuzzFeed's laughing as well. Yeah. Uh, as well as the entire blog, <laughs> blog uh, self-congratulatory yeah. uh, group that I am a part of. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, we've said everything that we can say. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say before... When talking about like young people talking about this issue, it's very um, shallow in the sense not shallow not in the sense of like their views are shallow, right? But in that they'll say it, they'll say something, and then as soon as you like uh, talk to them about, it, engage them with it, it like pops like a balloon, right? Like the they're just repeating the young people I've talked to, they're repeating things that they've heard, right? Their parents people that they look up to say right or they're just repeating what their what their friends have said 
And I think we, uh, as older people, as, uh, I mean, I'm 25, but I'm older than the young people that come in here. We need to remember that when talking with youth about anything, I would say, but particularly just because this is in the, yeah, with anything. I'll say with anything because um, it could be very easy for uh, older people to want to talk down to youth about this issue. Like they don't know what they're talking about, regardless of what your position is. Right. Um, they don't want to talk about it or you're trying to proselytize them to your position when really you need to first develop, like, develop the relationship with them, communicate with them, and with those two things, you'll be developing a bond that you can talk about these things. Right. Like, if the first thing that Angel and I talked about was Colin Kaepernick, I don't think we would be... <laughs> right. Yeah, like, I, I, it would be a totally different feel, I would say, the first time we met. Um, when was the first time we met? Spring Hill. Spring. Yeah, you were you were going there. Yeah, I was just standing there. Yeah. This is uh, December-ish, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it might have been the next. I don't know. Yeah. But I was at, I was at Spring Hill. Yeah. So what what are some a quick recommendation? What's a quick recommendation? Fight Club. Fight Club? Yeah. I thought you already recommended that. No, I recommended first uh, The Breakfast Club, um, and now I'm recommending Fight Club. Yeah? So from uh, Breakfast to Fight. <laughs> uh, I would recommend a certain practice that you should uh, start including into your family lifestyle or just having around you. Instead of having meals in front of the TV, which the TV becomes such a place, and no longer having conversations, having meals around the table... With the TV on in the background. <laughs> uh, but also, just real quick, I'd like to uh, recommend for anyone that doesn't watch it, it like it's because older and younger people could watch it, uh, the Philip DeFranco show on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to stay informed on a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, so yeah, that. that's where I get like most of my news. So Right on, right on, right Sweet. on. Sweet. <laughs> All right. With that free plug, we will close. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, you're... High five. (laughs) America. Squeaky chair.